Hi, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology with really telling it like it is. And we're here to provoke you to think about the way that you think about the word of God and your walk in God. And, uh, you know, you need to push that button and invite friends or enemies or family or whoever it is to join in because uh, Apostle Michael Fram is really opening it up. And last week he talked about the prophet, the office of the prophet and the consistency and other things and people that think they are prophets, people that think they're stuff, people that think that they're mature. He's going to break it down so that you can actually see what maturity looks like. Uh, and without any further, um, me telling you what he's going to do, let him tell you what he is going to do. So come on, Apostle Michael. <laughs> well, all right, Doc. I'm excited. It's so good to be with you. I, I, I just love you so much. And just think, <laughs> we are going to see each other when this airs. We will see each other tomorrow. Yeah. Because we're going to be in, we're going to be in Cleveland. We're going to be in person and hug and all that good stuff. I just can't wait for the Cleveland convergence. And uh, I'm excited about this topic that we've been talking about. I believe this is lesson eight or part eight that we've been doing on the difference between the gift of prophecy and the gift of a prophet. And, and we, we, can tell, off, we can tell Apostle, I got to say this, we can tell Apostle uh, Eddie is jealous because he keeps telling me, let my people go, let my people go. So, you know, uh, 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 he's just jealous that he didn't catch you first. So that's all. <laughs> well, there's plenty of me to go around. There's I know. Me to go around. But we left off um, last week. We were talking about a prophet will have a proven track record for being accurate. And what that means is that you have consistency that your word comes to pass and there should be a history of words that you've given that have come to pass you remember when we've already talked about agabus and paul that they were not harnessed together or yoked together but they had more of a casual relationship but agabus prophesied the coming famine and then when Agabus took Paul's belt and bound his hands, they were like, oh, you can't go to Jerusalem because this guy, he's got a track record. When he says something, it happens. I remember several years ago, a dear sister that I have here locally, Apostle Kelly McCann, she was having her um, counseling and training school, and she was holding it in a particular facility. And she was praying about it. She felt like that season was coming to an end. And I was praying with her about it. And I said to her, I said, Kel, that's what I call her sometimes. Sometimes I call her red because she's got red hair. And other times I just call her Kel. But I said, Kel, God's going to give you a building for free. It won't be your building. It'll be somebody else's building. But your next place that's going to house your school, you're going to get to use for free. 
Now, that's a pretty specific word. In less than a year's time, a church said, what you're teaching, nobody is teaching around here. And we want to give you a platform and a place to hold your school. You can use our fellowship hall and use it for free. Well, that's exactly what the word was that I gave her. You're going to have a building that will not be yours. It belongs to Grace and Peace. It didn't belong to her. It was a Grace and Peace facility. But Apostle Walter Healy said, you can use that building and use it for free to have exactly what God said. That's the way the prophetic is supposed to work. I remember when I had locked myself in my spare bedroom and I was praying about whether I was supposed to stay in Oklahoma or move back to New Jersey. And while I was praying about that and praying in the spirit, I prayed by both my prayer language and the interpretation of my prayer language. And in that came a prophetic word and a direction that I would be moving back to New Jersey and working in the ministry with my parents. Now, it took five years for that to come to pass, but it came to pass exactly how that tongues and interpretation came. My friend Kelly was in that other building within a year. Just because you get a prophetic word doesn't mean it's going to happen next week. There's always a timing in God, but there's got to be a track record that you can point to. I remember going back early 2000s, I gave a word to uh, Pastor Shailene Clinton, who is the pastor of the home group that I have, or the my, my local fellowship or apostolic hub that I'm a part of. And she's a spiritual daughter of my dear sister, Apostle Angie Dorman. Now, none of us were apostles or prophets or pastors or anything back then. I was, I was just really... At that point, this is probably around 2003, 2004, somewhere back there. And I was just had transitioned over from evangelist to prophet, but I gave her a word. And I said, Shay, God began to speak to me about you this morning as I was driving the church. I was driving down the Garden State Parkway. And God said that people have referred to my father and I as Batman and Robin. Well, God spoke to me and he said that Angie and you are Wonder Woman and Supergirl. And I began to talk to her about her psalmist ministry. She wasn't even writing songs yet. I began to talk to her about her psalmist ministry, about her singing, her playing, and about the things that God was going to take her into and about the mantle of Angie, which would come on her and how she would walk in it. Now, it's taken many years for that word to come to pass. And she not only had that recorded, but then she also transcribed it. And so did Angie. And she told me not long ago, she said, Apostle Michael, you don't know how many times I went back and played that prophetic word. Because when I felt like nothing was going to happen and nothing was going right, I went back and I played that prophetic word. And I read that transcribed prophetic word so many times through the years. 
And now I'm walking in everything that you prophesied. See, there's got to be a track record where it's like scripture and it came to pass. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. And if you're a prophet, you will have a track record for and it came to pass. Let me go further. A prophet, because they speak by both inspiration and revelation, will both foretell and forthtell. Again, the simple gift of prophecy is just forthtelling, speaking by inspiration. And there's no revelation contained within it. But a prophet speaking by revelation will not just foretell not just foretell, but many times they will foretell, which is simply a manifestation of the gift of the word of wisdom coming through the vehicle of the gift of prophecy. Here's another one that people are not going to like. A prophet will have the matured wisdom of God that has come through experience and relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. A prophet will have the matured wisdom of God that has come through experience and relationship with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is not your best friend, you ain't a prophet. If you don't have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're not a prophet. <laughs> and if you're not mature, oh, you know, the word says that God does not want us to be spiritually immature, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I got news for you. If you're tossed from pillar to post by every new thing that comes down the pike, you're not ready to be a prophet. You need to be built on the foundations of the word of God. We need the foundations underneath us. We can't be a mouthpiece for God and not have the foundations. We can't have be the mouthpiece of God if we're not mature. And if we don't speak with wisdom and we don't have character within our life, we're not ready to be the mouthpiece of God. So a prophet will have matured wisdom by their experience and the relationship that they have had with the Holy Spirit. Here's the next one. Again, people are not going to like this, but it's so anyhow. A prophet will have godly character, having developed the fruit of the Spirit in his or her life. They will have developed the fruit of the, you know, the word tells us, even talking about bishops and overseers, those that desire to be messengers and, and serve in the kingdom, that they not be a novice, lest they get puffed up in pride. If you're a novice and all you can do is say, so says the Lord, you're not ready to be a prophet. Just because you gave one or two prophetic words, you're not ready to be a prophet, but you have to have godly character. You know, one of the marks of a mature person 
that has developed the fruit of the spirit. And, and let me just say this. It's not the fruits of the spirit. It's the fruit singular of the spirit. There may be many segments or components of that fruit. Just like you have an orange and you peel the orange, but inside that orange, you can have eight or nine or 10, whatever it is, segments of that orange, but it's one orange. Well, love is a segment of the fruit of the spirit. If you're not walking in love, you're not ready to be a prophet. If you fly off the handle and you get upset with people, you're not ready to be a prophet. If you don't have self-control, oh, dear Lord God, I had to go there. If you don't have self-control, well, I just couldn't help it. The spirit made me, honey. I don't doubt that a spirit made you, but it was not the Holy Spirit because the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. And because you don't have character and you haven't developed the fruit of the spirit, don't put it off on the Holy Ghost because you don't have self-control. See, I'm talking about the character of God. You're not ready to be a prophet if the fruit of the Spirit has not been cultivated in your life. If you Now abideth these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Well, I just want to go around and give prophetic words, but I don't want to love nobody. I don't I don't want to worry about whether or not I offended somebody. I'm sorry. And thanks for playing. Next, you're not ready to be a prophet. You need to develop the character of God. I'm talking about what does it take? Now, we've got a lot of self-proclaimed prophets, but they don't have character. They don't walk in love. They get upset with people. God deliver us from angry prophets. Prophets aren't supposed to be angry all the time. It's one thing to have righteous indignation, but you never take it out on people. Because our fight is not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We never take out our, our anger Bible says, be angry and sin not. How many get angry and then sin? I'm sorry, you're not ready to be a prophet yet. Go back to the Holy Ghost development. Go back to developing the character of God. So a prophet will have godly character fully developed. The fruit of the Spirit will be fully developed in his or her life. Next. A primary concern for the prophet is to not just get the vision of God, but also get the heartbeat of God. What is God feeling at a particular moment? And communicate it to the people. Do you know that God actually feels things? The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. The Bible speaks of him as only doing what he saw the father do and only saying what the father said. And he was moved with compassion. He saw them scattered as sheep without a shepherd. 
and he was moved with compassion and he taught them many things. And so the prophet, not just what is God doing, but what is God feeling? And your job as a prophet is not just say what God is saying, but get across what God is feeling and then move the people to feel what God is feeling. We had something happen just a, a few weeks back on one of my live broadcasts. I had uh, Apostle Jennifer Foster on with me and I had Apostle Don Hughes on with me as a surprise guest. And we were talking about not allowing competition amongst leaders in the ministry. And I came to the end and after we talked about several things and, and, and I, I turned to Don and I said, Doc, well, what, what is it going to take for us to get past this competition? And he said, bro, one word, death. And he began to pray and he began to repent and ask God. To, and when he began to pray, something just moved over that live broadcast. It fell on him, it fell on Apostle Jennifer, it fell on me. We began to weep. We began to repent. There was 20 minutes of that ending of that broadcast that we had a sovereign, somber move of God because we felt what Father was feeling. And it became, Lord, one more time. One more time, I got to get back up on the altar. One more time, I got to die to self. One more time, I got to get on the altar. Jennifer began to pray and weep and repent. The people that were watching, we began to get all these comments of people saying, wow, this is so powerful. Like it was translated over the airwaves. Everybody felt what was on God's heart. That's the true prophetic. When you get to the place that you know what God is feeling and you're able to convey the heart and the, what God has on his heart, getting his, that's mature prophetic. And if you're not there, you're not ready yet. The concern for the prophet, not just what he sees, but his heartbeat and what he feels. Doc, you look like you want to say something. Are you good? You're good. Okay. A prophet, oh, all I wish folks would get this. A prophet is usually the one that directive and corrective prophecies will be delivered through. And, he, and everybody just thinks, well, I can just go around. I can just prophesy. I can just speak correction and direction to anybody. Eh. Sorry. Usually those words are going to come through a prophet. They may come through an apostle, and a lot of apostles have previously functioned as prophets. Many. And, and if they haven't, they are extremely I think, prophetic. I think most of us have. Well, I, I think yeah, we most. walked through that because I think yeah. that most of us had to be crushed in that office. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so normally that kind of a word, a directive word or a corrective word, will come through a prophet or an apostle that has functioned as a prophet. Let me also just say this. 
when there's going to be a directive or corrective word, it ain't going to be a parking lot prophecy. It's going to come out in the open where it can be judged. And usually you will have a relationship or a respect for the vessel that it comes through. I've never had God speak a directive word for my life through somebody I was not in a relationship with. I'm not saying that he can't, but I've never had it happen. Even Nathan the prophet who went to King David, he had a relationship with David. And he tells David this story, this allegory to show him. And David says, who is that man? He and the prophet turned and said, you're the man. Ouch, to be on the, but there was a relationship there. And so when, when these corrective, it ain't my job to go, I am not the corrector in chief of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts. The Holy Spirit is the one that corrects the body of Christ. And he will bring it out through somebody that you know or somebody that you trust. Because if you don't trust them. Now, see, Dr. Baker could prophesy to me even something hard. And because I know her, I wouldn't even question it. Now, would I judge it? Yes. Would I see if it lines up with scripture? Yes. But if it was about a course correction in my life, because I know her and I trust her and I know that she loves me, I would have no, where if I prophesy to you and I don't know you and you don't know me, you're like, who does he think he is? No, those kinds of words come out of relationship. Next, prophets are forerunners of change. They prepare the way for fresh awakenings and fresh moves of God. That's what John the Baptist did. As the greatest prophet under the old covenant, his word was prepare the way. Prepare the way. And prophets know what God is wanting to do, and their job is to prepare the way for those that will come after, which is usually for the sent one, which is the apostles. The prophet paves the way for the apostolic. Even in Malachi, that we always quote about the hearts of the fathers being turned to the sons. Before we ever get to the hearts of the fathers turned to the sons, Malachi said, and I will send you Elijah the prophet first. And I will turn the hearts of the... In other words, the prophetic's got to pave the way for the apostolic. The sent one can't do what they're supposed to do if the prophet hasn't prepared the way. And so the prophets are forerunners of chains. They prepare the way for fresh awakenings and fresh moves of God. They prophesy life where there is none. Son of man, can these dead bones live? Oh, Lord, thou knowest. He, I bet he felt like he was off the hook. Prophesy, son of man, to the breath. Oh, the prophets prophesy life where there is none. They prepare hearts for special visitations from on high. Again, prophets speak with tremendous authority. The messages that come from their mouths are charged with the anointing 
and creative power for two reasons. One is the destruction of the kingdom of Satan. The other is for the establishment and advancement of the kingdom of God. And now I can hear you saying, well, Mike, do you have chapter and verse for that? I absolutely do. Jeremiah chapter one. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. God reached out, touched my mouth and said, look, I've just put my words in your mouth, hand delivered. See what I've done? I've given you a job to do among the nations and governments, a red letter day. Your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over building and planting. That's Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, verse 9, and verse 10 out of the message. Prophets will speak with the authority to destroy the kingdom of Satan and to advance and establish the kingdom of God. Prophets are gifted by God to see, to hear, or to sense, or maybe a combination of all of the above what goes on in the spirit realm. Through their spiritual discernment, they can tell what the climate or atmosphere of a service, of a meeting, of a room, of an area, or of a region may be. Some are feelers. They feel things. Some hear things. Some see things. All of it is prophetic gifting. But they will be able to tell you the climate, the the, the gauge, uh, that knowing the temperature, the atmosphere of a room, of a service. This is why I have a problem with preachers that hang out in the green room. And then they come walking in with their entourage, and they've got somebody carrying their Bible, and somebody carrying their iPad, somebody carrying their special water, and somebody else carrying their sweat. I'm sorry their bishop's towel. They've got their entourage. They've been in the green room, not in the service. They have no clue what the atmosphere of that service is. They don't know what the spirit of God is doing, but now they're going to walk in because God's man of faith and power is here. No, you've got to be in the room to know what the spirit of God is doing in the service. That's it. And prophets will know by either sensing it, feeling it, hearing it, or seeing it, or D, all of the above. They oh, just know what's going on. Prop, oh, this is a, this is a biggie. Oh, guess what? What? Look at our time. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right. <laughs> well, to be continued. <laughs> this is the Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, and Apostle Michael Fram. That has gotten through one, one line of what it was that he was to teach. But all of it was the heart of God. We have heard the heart of God today. And uh, I know that you have been blessed because these are things that I, I know, but now I know it's, I know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, but you, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's more than a refreshing. At any rate, we have to go now, but we will be back next week. 
really telling it like it is. This is Apostle Baker and Apostle Fram saying goodbye, goodbye, we're out of time, goodbye.